Hello there, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of This Week in Carding here on the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole. It's been about a month uh, since we've had our last This Week in Carding show. It is December the 2nd. And for those of you who may be new to this particular podcast, we use this show to bring all the major news that hit the EKN homepage over the last couple of weeks, get it all together into a podcast, perfect for listening on your way to work, coming home, that morning or afternoon commute, or maybe now that we're in the off-season, you're in the garage, tearing, tearing your cart apart, thinking about the 2021 season already, uh, an absolutely perfect podcast to put in the background, to bring yourself up to speed on everything that's happening in the world of karting. Today's edition of This Week in Karting brought to you by AMAX Racing. The AMAX Racing operation is focused on driver development for carters of all ages. From top-level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing uh, welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. AMAX Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. David, we uh, harp on this all the time. We should probably call this this month in karting, uh, and that may be a better idea. Maybe we'll make the adjustment in 2021 because it's been a little over a month since our last episode on October the 29th. Uh, but, of course, a lot going on throughout the November, uh, the, the month of November. But, dude, we're into uh, we're into December here. Well, I think I think we can add to the point that we have multiple shows that we do. It's not just we this week in carding. We do the debriefs when we're at events. We do the outlaps. We also do a lot of the face-to-face that have been uh, very popular. Uh, and we did a bunch during November. We did the Mazda. Sure. So we had four shows with that when you encountered uh, Connor Zillage and, and, and other uh, uh, other shows that we did as well. So, uh, um, yeah, it's it's hard to, to fit in. Um, a podcast only. Like I'm, I'm not dressed in ecan clothing. I'm sitting here in my PJs, almost naked. Right? You know, so why not? <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll, but, hey, well, hey, but we'll do more of that. We'll do more of these podcast podcasts only too. I, I like that yeah. we do that. Obviously, we're going to play around. We're going to be really evolving what we do on the EKN YouTube channel. That's something we'll be doing a lot of this year. Uh, we'll have not just a live broadcast on on YouTube, though, but we're going to come up with a couple of uh, shows that we'll produce in po- post production with more video. That's something we're really going to play with for uh, for 2021. But as you said, no lack uh, of content coming out here on the ECAN Radio Network or on our podcast channels or, or anything. We uh, we've made a big evolvement or uh, evolution rather throughout 2020, and I'm excited about 2021. I think we'll have a lot of fun with this. Well, again, there's only so much time during a day, almost so much time during a week that you're able yeah. to, to to provide content. And and as you said, it's not like we're sitting around doing nothing. We're, we're busy producing <laughs> all this sure. other content that we're doing. We're still doing our, our you know, articles on the website. We're still, you know, following social media stuff. We're, doing, we're just, yeah. So it, a lot of it just has to do with timing. And, you know, yeah, you well, have your travel schedule. I have my schedule it. as well, too. So... Uh, there's a lot of things going on. You even did a podcast for a rival podcast. So we'll, we, may, we may need to talk a little bit about that, too. That's true. But uh, that true. it's just, uh, yeah, it it just we kind of just have to go with the flow. There's certain things that happen during the week, which lead to certain things, certain shows, certain topics. And and thankfully, right now, we're able to fit this this program in this week because uh, we didn't have any face-to-face happening or, or any other shows that we had on, on the on the queue. So, uh, yeah, it's just, as you said, 
it's just kind of ab and flow of uh, of content. We just kind of have to go with what's happening now and and what's available. Well, let me uh, let me present a, a an awesome segue for you. Well, while while so many racers in the North American karting uh, community now have kind of taken their foot off the throttle a little, little bit, right? Because their season's kind of ending. We're into December. Many of them looking forward, of course, to getting back racing, whether it's at Daytona after between Christmas and New Year's, or whether it's the Scusa Winter Series or the Florida Winter Tour, or the Challenge of the Americas, all those winter series, or if you're waiting, like many uh, club racers and grassroots racers are, waiting for your season to start again, let's say it's in March, April, or May, depending on where you live, at eCardi News, we are on the throttle 24-7. That's just what we do, right, David? It, it never really ends for us. We're a news website, so it's uh, it's always kind of 24 hours. We don't ever lift off the throttle. So our day, our, our season... Is like a 24-hour race, David. It's like a race around the clock. So let's start. <laughs> let's let's start by talking about the third annual SimCraft 24-hour race, which is heading uh, to the Bayou. Actually, heading to to uh, New Orleans in 2021. Let's segue into our first show, talking about 24 hours of effort we put in. There's a bunch of racers that are going to have to put a, in a 24-hour day uh, next November. Actually, they made a big move uh, from usually in January or early February, the SimCraft race uh, heading to November in 2021. Yeah, a move in location, a move in time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, COVID-19 has, has kind of jumbled up the schedule for 2020, and it's also kind of you know put a little bit of caution and, and uh, awareness going into the 2021 season. And I think that's part of the, uh, the situation with what is happening with the third annual uh, SimCraft 24 Hours race. Uh, as you said, moving to the bayou, and is going to be held at the NOLA Motorsports Facility in Avondale, Louisiana, uh, held on November 11th through the 14th, 2021. So this actually situates itself between what yeah. will probably likely be the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas and then the Super Nationals in Las Vegas. So essentially, you could possibly have three full weeks of racing uh, with a 24-hour in the middle of it. That's which, Yeah, for those... Which, which offers a unique opportunity for some people to be able to do the, the trio. <laughs> you, mean, you mean like, you mean like you and I? <laughs> yeah. It could be for uh, us or, or race teams or just, yep. or just drivers Racers. who are, yeah, yeah. you know, very interested in this type of event because, you know, as we've seen endurance racing has been popular in the past uh, with the, uh, the uh, Robopong 200 at Newcastle Motorsports Park. That was, that was focused on tag racing and, and do, getting the quickest in 200 laps. This is a complete different monster uh, being 24 hours alone. But uh, the fact that you're on the the bullet near bulletproof Briggs and Stratton power plant uh, going for 24 hours. So it really puts an emphasis on just driver and machine being able to outlast one another. For those that don't know much about the the, the Sim, uh, SimCraft 24-hour event, uh, as David said, it's a 24-hour race around the clock. Uh, Briggs and Stratton Power Plants will have more information on, on that, the program coming in. You bring your own chassis. I know in, in years in, in the two years earlier, this is the third edition of the event. The first two were held at Orlando Karting Center. They were providing the engine to certain packages. You could bring your own engine, but they had actual carts you could bring in as well. There was a lot of stuff that was involved, and we'll bring you a lot more information uh, on exactly how they're going to approach the event here in 2021. Uh, registration does open for returning teams uh, at the start of the year, January the 1st. New team registration will open shortly thereafter. Uh, but it's uh, it was an event that uh, T.J. Halsma kind of uh, – 
rolled in with uh, from my laps. Uh, they worked together with the USAC racing crew on it last year. Uh, just a really cool event. And David, uh, the way they approached it with driver support, a lot of the stuff, the cool factor stuff, we'll get into it more. This is really just announcing the date. Uh, but the way TJ was leveraging a lot of the stuff through my laps to be able to follow certain drivers and everything that he was using, using the race really to help my laps push forward with a lot of their technology. Yeah. It's a great way for his day job to go with his nighttime gig that he's, that he's mm-hmm. doing with the promotion of these uh, endurance events. So yeah, that, that is a really cool, unique aspect of it. Obviously us not there, we're not able to kind of see in depth as to what's being done with it. But, uh, as you said, this was kind of just more of an announcement for setting it in your, in your, in your calendar, uh, get it, uh, set ready to go. And because he's got a lot of feedback, I think he said, uh, over 30 teams that previously yeah. had been part taken part in the two first two events that were held in Orlando. I've already mentioned that uh, they're interested in, in returning for 2021. So uh, he's got the goal of getting about maybe 50 teams ready for, uh, for this wow, year's event. And with Nolan Motorsports Park, you can do that yeah. because one, they have that super long pit lane, uh, a large paddock. We've been there for the, the winter nationals and the Rotax grand finals in 2013. So we know the facility can, can hold, uh, those amount of numbers. So it'll be exciting to see. And as you said, there'll be more information regarding this event over the next probably, you know, three to four months, just getting the information ready and out there for, for those who are interested in partaking. Yeah, I think it's going to be big. It's, it's kind of picked up momentum since the very first one that uh, TJ organized and put on. I would, I would expect if they can get 50, man, that's going to be a, a massive event. Again, the, the concept, those of you who may know about the Grano 500 event down in Brazil, that's kind of the feel of it was the fact that let's try to get one really big 24 hour event that everybody can come out and play with. And I think that, uh, I think the momentum is going to keep rolling. And as you said, right between the Rock the Rio, the prospected Rock the Rio date and the Scusa Super Nationals date, that could help. It could hinder. It may pull some drivers away or some teams away. We'll see. But I think there's a lot of people because of the Briggs and Stratton connection. It really draws as well from grassroots racing, not just the, the, the teams, maybe even more from grassroots than the teams at the top level. Uh, David, staying with Briggs and Stratton, I know that you did a lot of work with the guys over at Briggs on this. Uh, the 2020 Briggs and Stratton Weekly Racing Series powered by RLV Champions were confirmed over 2,400 registered drivers from 37 participating tracks across North America. The Briggs and Stratton Weekly Racing Series, a really cool program. What, over $58,000 worth of prizes uh, rolled out. Tell us a little more about the work you did with the guys over at Briggs to get this thing wrapped up. Yeah, just a bit uh, lower than what we've seen in the years past, but I think a lot of it had to do with the COVID-19 situation. Uh, we're, you know, again, tracks weren't, weren't able to, uh, to register because they weren't quite open yet. So that was part of the issue. So, uh, you know, it was kind of, a it was a positive year for it, but, uh, you know, when you look at overall numbers, it wasn't what they were anticipating prior to the COVID-19. So it could, we could see numbers even double next year, depending on, yeah. on how, how the program shakes out because they have confirmed that they're still going to continue on with the Briggs and Stratton weekly racing series program in 2021. So that's exciting. But as you mentioned, 58, over 58,000 in prizes, uh, handed out this year, uh, essentially, uh, a sorted number of prizes from the first place all the way down to a hundredth place in all three categories. And when we talk about categories, we talk about, uh, senior masters in USA, we have senior masters in Canada, and then we have the junior that combines both the United States and Canada. So all of North America, 
uh, took part in this program. And again, it, it's it's track based. It's about you know your regular racers who who compete week in and week out at, at their club race track with Briggs and Stratton Power, uh, following the Briggs and Stratton rule set. So that's that's the key element to uh, to what this program has been doing over the past, I think, five years now that uh, that's been going on uh, with the program. The big prize, though, however, for the three different champions, the VLR chassis was handed out to all three champions for 2020. So this year was a first for that situation where the drivers who scored the most points in the 2020 season all received a brand new chassis from VLR. Uh, yeah, and continuing on down, second and third place, uh, a winch lift LT from Cartlift. They were part of it. And then fourth and fifth in the points, a Briggs PowerSmart P3000 inverter generator. So a lot of stuff going on. And David, as you said, assorted prizes from position six all the way back to 100th. Uh, let's have, have a look. Give us give us the, uh, the three champions. Well, ironically, uh, both in the U.S. and Canada, uh, master drivers took home the number one prize. You have Doug Cook of the G&J Cartway. In Camden, Ohio, he was able to score the most points in the USA bracket uh, with Eli Yanko of the uh, Motorsport Karting Center in Clarendon, Ontario, near your neck of the yep. woods. Yep. Uh, he was Eli number really one well. in the uh, in the Canada standings for senior and masters. So uh, the old guy is taking the number one positions in 2020. <laughs> so, uh, again, you know, based on the number of carts that are that are in your field, the based on the amount of points you earn each race. Uh, based on, I think they believe they have passing points as well too. Uh, so a lot of number of different factors uh, into how how much points you got per race that you had at your club. Uh, and then rounding out the champions, uh, G&J Cartway is earning two champions in 2020 with Cash Wykey, uh taking the number one spot in the junior ranks. So again, big uh, a big year for Briggs and Stratton, even with the COVID nineteen shutdown and a lot of you know less racers, less tracks, whatever that could have been involved in this program. Still a fantastic, uh, just a really great support package for all the Briggs two hundred six racing that happens around North America. If your track is not involved. Your responsibility, get on the phone, get with your board of directors and say, hey, listen, we want to be involved in this program because we want to have a shot at winning some of these prizes. So hopefully we'll see it grow. Hopefully, as I think we all know, we're waiting for this craziness of COVID-19 to kind of get behind us a little bit. We still have some time before most of the club racing gets rolling again. So ideally in 2021, we'll see this program grow exponentially. All right. Into our first commercial break on this edition of This Week in Karting, again, episode number 28. Today's broadcast brought to you by AMAX Racing. Quick break in the action. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about a couple of more regional-based programs, one coming back in 2021 and one expanding out, not just into the North area, but down into the South as well. Stay tuned. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products. 
There's simply nothing like entering the tunnel at the Daytona International Speedway, and Margay Racing is proud to provide a unique opportunity for Ignite Racers in December. This year's Daytona Kart Week, hosted by the World Karting Association, opens the door for this chance, and Margay is offering up a 3-2-1 prospect. Three days of racing, two different tracks, all with one cart and one set of tires. The Dash at Daytona is providing Ignite drivers in senior, masters, and junior with the opportunity to race at both the 24-hour Roval course with the WKA Road Racing Series and the traditional sprint track for the WKA Manufacturers Cup Series program. Ignite Karting is a spec package that includes the Margay Racing chassis mated with the Briggs & Stratton 206 engine package and the Hoosier R80 tire. It's all made in the USA. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes utilize the same Ignite K3 package, which puts the emphasis squarely on the driver. This unique and historic Florida event kicks off the 2021 Ignite Major schedule. Learn more about the exact details for the Dash at Daytona, along with Ignite cart packages and arrive and drive opportunities at IgniteKarting.com. Get off the couch and get on the track this year. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to episode number 28 of This Week in Karting here on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. David, we talked a lot about Briggs. We're going to stay with Briggs for this next segment and cap off the end of the run as we talk about some Briggs and some Miami as well. Um, David, let's roll out what's going on with the Cup Carts North America program because they've come up with a bunch of different announcements here over the last month. Uh, Number one, establishing a new South division of their Champions Cup. Yeah, essentially the Champions Cup now is going to be two divisions. Uh, They announced a South division, which is going to be Florida-based, primarily because all the facilities are going to be in the state of Florida. Again, a big area to to cover when you talk about the the Sunshine State, I believe it's called. Yeah, Yeah, it is. There he is. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't remember. I was thinking California was named that, but... Um, but yeah, so, uh, this new South program is something they've talked about for years. They, they, they thought about doing it a couple of years back, but, uh, I think, uh, pulled, pulled back a little bit and, uh, and held off. But I think now, uh, they believe they have the momentum and the, uh, and the numbers to support a, uh, a new division in the state of Florida begins all in February, uh, as they head to Bushnell Motorsports Park, which is just South or just North. Is it south? No, it's southwest of Orlando. Uh, I, b- I believe between there and Tampa Bay. Uh, I think so. A- April, <laughs> April, they head to Ocala, which is northwest of Orlando area, before heading up to 103rd Street Motors uh, Sports Complex in Jacksonville in the month of June, before they head back to Bushnell in the month of August, wrapping up a, uh, a four round uh, program, I believe, four event program for the the south division now that has been established well i think what's really cool obviously is the the good folks at cup carts north america greg jasperson steve vermeer and the the crew there have done a really tremendous job with their champions cup up in the you know in in the northern states and of course uh, they've been able to develop now what is essentially the the biggest four cycle national event we have every year in the cup carts north america grand nationals david you've had a chance to run the last couple of races uh so that they built on something really big and you, you have to know that the phone was ringing saying, hey, listen, we need this brand. It's growing. There's a lot of support. Can we get it down south? And 
And I'm not surprised that sooner or later that was going to happen. And it could expand further out for sure, because it's a, it's a concept, you know, it's a culture uh, based on what uh, Greg and Steve have put together and not surprising that more people would want to do it. Uh, David, up the, the tracks up in the north, a bit of a, a bit of a shakeup, which I kind of like a couple different tracks, one particular that's uh, really jumping out at me, but four different states for the Champions Cup up in the north. Uh, we'll go through the schedule April 30th to May the 2nd, the first round at Concept Hollers Motor Speedway in Sheridan. Uh, those who've been around in the sport a long time, that's Norway. Uh, May 21 to 23, the week before the Indianapolis 500, Whiteland Raceway Park, uh, fantastic track that they've really uh, done a lot to. Uh, Sarah Fisher and her husband, Andy O'Gara, doing it. so much work on that track, and it really is kind of a jewel now, uh, you know, in addition to Newcastle in the, in the Indianapolis area. July 16th, 17th, 18th, it's opened on my schedule, which makes me very happy. David, uh, U.S. Air Motorsports Park up in Shawna, Wisconsin, joining the schedule and wrapping up August 13th, 14th, 15th in your neck of the woods, East Lansing Car Track in Michigan. That's a pretty cool lineup of venues for the 2020, uh, 2021 season. Yeah, a lot of history there, obviously, with uh, yeah. and four cycle racing with East Lansing and uh, and the Whiteland Raceway Park being a historic track in the in the state of Indiana. So a lot of history there. Uh, Concept Haulers Motor Speedway, uh, more a grassroots facility. Again, that's something that they've continued to focus on with uh, with uh, the Cup Carts North America Champions Cup program. So they're going to continue that. And then, as you said, Shawano, Wisconsin. Uh, one of the crown jewel racetracks um, oh, yeah. in the, in North America, for sure. Uh, you know, we were actually just talking about, a, you know, we did a, a happy hour show up there. What I say? 14 years ago with uh, <laughs> Brett Smurs and Mike Vinsack and Paul Zalud at the Stars of Karting, along with, I believe, Jamie Siraki was a guest on that show as well. Yes. So Steve Welk was sitting Steve in, Welk was there. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's that track. Ha- it, it's a unique uh facility facility um ckna has been there before so it, it's not new to the series uh but it was missing from last year but uh all tracks that are on the 2021 uh calendar were not on the 2020 schedule so uh that's something that they're going to continue to do i think moving forward yeah. looking at mo- you know not going to the same racetracks over and over again but mixing up the schedule year after year to uh because they have so many racetracks that want to be a part of the program. And, and I don't think they, you know, they tried doing it with the East West kind of thing last, uh, two years ago and it didn't quite work out. So, so can, they're going to continue with this North program and just keep changing the racetracks up. Yeah, that's what kind of Greg Jasperson told us a couple of times, right, David, we were doing our industry insider and face-to-face interviews with him that a lot of interest from so many tracks, tracks that are more, you know, that, that club level kind of four cycle, uh, oriented racetrack right it's a shorter racetrack a little bit more narrow plays really well to the ckna program especially when they've continued to grow their stature within the sport so i like the four venues i think it's fantastic class structure one thing to to, to bring in uh, kid carts sportsman junior this is all briggs senior light senior medium senior heavy masters and they're bringing in a new legends class for 2021, 50 years of age and older at 375 pounds. But David, one of the key components of that class structure, and it really is a really good, good lineup, I think, of, of hitting ages, hitting weights of drivers, whatever it may be. But also they're making that kind of adjustment with the CIK bodywork program. David, talk a little bit about the way they're moving their way to CIK only, slowly but surely. 
Well, during the the early years of of the program, it was always kind of open. You know, whatever body work you had, you came and raced it. And now that we're seeing a lot of, especially the industry, moving away from that that gold cup style body work that that covers the front of the tires, uh, you know, is, is essentially you know the aerodynamic style uh, looking cart. Um, they're getting people are moving away from that and. Uh, for the, I believe for, you know, they had the open category up until, you know, uh, the start of this year where they didn't have the numbers to support it. And so they dropped the category and it wasn't yeah. part of the, uh, the grand nationals that they had at Newcastle Motorsports Park. The numbers just didn't warrant it. So they've seen the trend. Everybody's moved to the CIK body work. No, there's no more bitching and whining about body work. <laughs> and, and so they're starting the South program with all CIK body work, all categories, all divisions, CIK bodywork only, no open divisions. They're still going to stick with the open bodywork in the sportsman and junior categories at the uh, at the North Division. But after the North Division is done, they're moving to strictly CIK bodywork. So that means yeah. the Grand Nationals, everybody's going to be on the CIK bodywork. Uh, the Spring Nationals, it'll still be sportsman and junior have the open bodywork. But again, after the month of August is complete, their organization is moving to CIK only body work for, for all categories that they have. So, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the trend, you know, I, I wrote an article four years ago, you know, the gold cup versus CIK body work. And it looks like CIK body work has prevailed, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just kind of the way the, uh, you know, everything has, has moved towards that, you know? Yeah. Dave, let's just, let's, let's industry driven, right? Because let's be real. More so. Yeah. Yeah, all the European chassis that come in from Italy, wherever it may be, they have the full CIK bodywork. That's what they run on. And it really probably came down to, to the domestic manufacturers really embracing it as well. Margay's been on board with it for a long time. But, you know, but manufacturers like MGM and Coyote and Ionic and, you know, the, the other manufacturers like that getting on board and building carts with the CIK bodywork, that's kind of allowed, I think, probably open the door more to let it happen. Yeah, that the industry has certainly helped in in moving that way because you don't have many companies, if any, maybe one or two, yeah. producing this the the gold cup style bodywork anymore. So that's true. That's uh, well, yeah. You know, that's part of the issues as well. And and it, and it, let's just be let's be honest. It's laziness. Not a lot of people want to deal with putting on a big nose, and so <laughs> they just don't do it. And, and so it, you know that has a lot to do with it. And. You know, there there was the argument four years ago that, well, it's safer with the bigger bodywork. And I don't think there's any numbers to support that, really, to be honest. And and so that's where I, you know, four years ago when I wrote the article, that was, you know, that was my sticking point. I'm like, are you serious about this? Do you don't have the numbers? You don't have the, 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 not experience, well, there's no data. but there's no data. Yeah. There's just nothing yeah. there to support that, that, that argument. So, so thankfully, I like it this way because it just it eliminates another element of, of people questioning, well, they have this body work and that's why they're faster in this this type of uh, scenario. But uh, my real now bitch about it now, if, if we're going to be honest, is how is this legends class at 375 pounds, <laughs> but masters is still at 390 pounds? <laughs> well, I, assume, I, I, I love it. Uh, I, but I assume it's you you're over 50, pi- 50 years but, old. So listen, those are those again, those over 50 now with an opportunity can run that at 375 masters. At least there's still an opportunity. Somebody could be 55 and heavier and still make weight. You and I both under neither. 
we're not big fans or fans at all or acceptors of Masters at 390. I, I, we both think it's way too Or heavy. even the heavy class. I mean, let, I mean let's well, be but, honest. But, but no, no, listen, you have right. a senior heavy for guys that are heavy, but right? Are they so really that – are they 250 pounds? Well, there's got to be – David, there's, there's guys out there that are 250, and that's why you have a senior heavy, but right? Again, you have a senior heavy so you can actually run it at 390. The numbers don't but, support it, and I continue to say that. And, and listen, unfortunately, and that, that's, I haven't been able to get the numbers to, to support my argument, but that is my goal in 2021. Yeah, I know. That is my goal to get the numbers. Well, we have to. It's they need to have one of their one of their big races, the first time across the scales. Weigh the driver, weigh the cart. Let's find out if anybody actually comes in at that weight because that we said it. You you and I both like. I'm weighing in last year fully suited at 210 pounds or whatever I was coming, and I still had 25 or 30 pounds on my cart. There's no need at 210 pounds. There should be zero weight on my go kart. And, in my opinion. And again, right. it's, and it's, and I'm not just bitching about the Briggs weights. I, I think it's weights across the board in our sport. I really think that they, that we've catered way too much to heavier drivers. And there's kind of has to be a point of, you know, we shouldn't have a yep. hundred pounds of weight on a go-kart for, for a young driver to make weight. I mean, it's just. Agreed. Yep. We, we really got it. It's, it's a safety aspect that we really need to address before something does happen, you know, because yeah, again, it's, and it's, it's the balance between safety and participation, right? Right. It just, listen, yes, you're you're whatever you're a 13 year old kid and you're and you're and you're going to be 20 pounds overweight. Well, listen, you just I'm sorry that sooner or later someone's got to say, well, that's 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 your cross to bear. You know, you have to carry that weight, not not the guys that are smaller, uh, and then have to yeah, make a ton of weight. It's on. just like a yeah. tall guy trying to race uh, midget cars. You know, it's you know yep. it doesn't work. You got you got to be a short guy to get it, or. Or build a, a, a large custom midget car roll cage to get your head <laughs> underneath it, uh, so it's safe. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those factors. Or so and that, and that's and listen, that, and that's why I, I even if the senior heavy class only had fifteen guys in it, if you brought masters back down to to three seventy or three, you know, three seventy or three seventy five, whatever, I, I, I still have weight on. I'd still have a little bit of weight on even at 375 in masters. But then if you have a master's driver who's 45 or 40, whatever, let's say he's, let's say he's 45 years old or 40 years old and he's 250 pounds, he could still go run senior heavy instead and then have the weight, you know, then be on weight. That's the difference in my opinion, right? If you're going to have senior heavy, that's what you use it for, for guys that are actually that weight. Uh, yeah. But I, I, again, I just, yeah. Okay. Well, wow, no. we're just like listen. We're we're just talking news. <laughs> let's let, let, let's keep this for a roundtable. We can we can pin some guys down, and we'll roundtable this one for sure. This sounds like a really wait. Sounds like a really good roundtable for a uh, a YouTube uh, live, but not maybe yeah, maybe live because I want to have people come, be able to come in and talk about. Get let's it, get let's it go to the, let's round. You said round. <laughs> I didn't say heavy. I said round. I know. Pun, round. Pudgy table. Um, <laughs> Let's go to the next next segment. Let's go from the East Coast to the West Coast, David. The KPX Karting Championship in, in California has been a really solid program over the last number of years. Really was able to kind of rebuild that grassroots uh, traveling series program using the Briggs & Stratton power plant. They add, ended up adding the IAMI classes based on a lot of the feedback from their racers. But due to COVID-19 last year, David, the entire 2020 program was canceled. That was a big hurt for Northern California karting. A lot of the shops 
nice to hear that they're going to be back in 2021. Let's uh, give, give us a little rundown of the schedule for the KPX Cardi Championship next year. Yeah, as you said, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic really uh, forced a cancellation of the whole program in the 2020 schedule because uh, they're based in California, Nevada area, Northern California area, and, uh, and part of Nevada where it would just, you know, everything was still kind of up in the air when the, when the season was supposed to begin. So uh, they decided to just to, to postpone and cancel the, the schedule for the year. Thankfully, uh, you know, everything's been able to kind of everybody, everybody with the KPX program has been able to kind of regroup. They're working with the racetracks uh, once again. And they've solidified a the dates for the 2021 program and includes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six, seven events uh, for the 2021 program dating from April to October. So essentially once a month, once a month uh, yeah. you get to travel to <clears throat> a different racetrack each each month to uh, to keep, compete in a championship program that includes both Briggs and Stratton. Uh, power plants along with the uh, IAMI power plants and now kid carts as well too for the uh, 2021 program. Uh, everything begins in April, April 10th through 11th uh, before going to the uh, month of May. The last weekend in May will be June, uh, May 29th through 30th, uh, June 12th through the 13th, July 10th through 11th, August 21, 22 will be the North versus South uh, uh, event at Buttonwillow Raceway Park. That's kind of the uh, the northern drivers coming down to compete against the southern drivers. So it's it's like kind of their, their uh, not grand nationals, but uh, the big one, if we'll call yeah, it. Yeah, so. good opportunity to, to draw the guys that run in the Southern California mm-hmm. Briggs. I like that. So, and, uh, and, the yep. and then they'll wrap things up in the last weekend in September, along with the finale on October 16th through the 17th. Uh, David mentioned the Briggs and Miami categories, junior one, junior two, senior and masters in the Briggs categories. And Miami, it's KA100, senior, masters, super masters, and junior, mini Swift. And David, you mentioned the Honda kid carts being involved as well. What is the what is the uh, the weekend schedule? What's the event schedule? One thing they are looking at doing for 2021 now is doing a, a different format than what I believe they have done in the past. Uh, this year, 2021 will be a qualifying Saturday evening at the end of practice day. Uh, and then providing on Saturday, two rounds of heat races before a main event. So that is going to be the format for, uh, for all events in 2021. Yeah, I really like that approach. I love uh, when you get qualifying at the end of uh, the practice day because I think that kind of fires things up and really gives you even more of a focus on t- t- what you want to do to be fast on that practice day. You're not just banging out laps. you got to set up for qualifying. And the two heats in the main event gives you lots of track time. And again, you can see how this particular schedule, uh, this program is focused on that grassroots racing. It's Briggs. It's KA100. It's the Mini Swift and the Honda Kid Karts as well. So a really good program there for KPX. And look forward to seeing them come back at it again here in 2021. We'll try to get Chris Rossi and the, and the crew there from KPX back on uh, one of our face-to-face shows uh, later this month or potentially into January. All right, folks, second break in the action here on this edition of This Week in Karting, again brought to you by AMAX Racing. We get back our next uh, segment, All Rotax. Stay with us. More to come. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. 
trackside support, and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. In 2020, we'll be racing and providing arrive and drive programs for the full Supercarts USA Pro Tour and the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the WK's Car Week in Daytona, and exciting events like the USAC Battle at the Brickyard and the Rock Island Grand Prix. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing. What powers you? Welcome back to episode 28 of This Week in Karting. It's December the 2nd, 2020, into the 12th month of the year of what has been probably the most surreal year for any of us in the sport in the last 25 years or more. Uh, thankfully, though, we're able to get a lot of racing in. And, and, and with most of the people we talk to uh, in the industry, they're actually really strong season. And we say thank you to those of you who supported the kart shops from coast to coast. Uh, it was big to make sure that uh, our industry stayed strong through what has been a very trying time. Rotax, one of the programs, David, we're seeing come back, uh, and I want to say in a big way, but I want to say in a focused and determined way because uh, the folks over at uh, J3 Competition have really done a good job in looking at getting this Rotax program rolling again. Because at one point, not so long ago, David, it was really probably the uh, the biggest program from coast to coast. So, uh, club racing, regional racing, uh, a Grand Nationals, part of the Florida Winter Tour. Rotax was it for many, many years. It died away. Uh, the J3 guys are bringing it back, uh, as well as the guys from RTX as well. So let's let's talk a little bit about the news that has hit the EKN homepage regarding Rotax. I was going to say something that came out today, the, uh, the race Rotax yeah. branding between uh, J3 competition and RTX yeah. are now combining together to uh, 
to focus the Rotax brand under one banner, which is the race Rotax brand. So uh, that'll be uh, something we continue to uh, follow throughout the 2021 season. And as you said, uh, it's going to be, uh, again, the focus of reestablishing, I think, that that base, that core group of Rotax racers that uh, that built up uh, the program so many years ago when when tag racing was first implemented with the Rotax uh, engine yeah. power plant. So uh, that's something that we'll continue to watch and continue to follow. But Rotax racing is not done for the 2021 season. Not yet. Uh, essentially, next weekend uh, will be a chance to uh, to be part of the Rotax Grand Finals. Uh, in Portugal next month with uh, the Rotax All-Stars Finals set for December 11th through the 13th at the Orlando Kart Center in Orlando, Florida. Um, total a, a total of six tickets available uh, from the event uh, for the Rotax Grand Finals. So drivers still have an opportunity to, uh, to represent their country at what is the Olympics of karting uh, in Portugal. Uh, mini max and junior max are going to be a part of the program and they are going to have unique engine raffles. So very yeah. similar to what you'll get at the uh, Rotex grand finals where you get there, you have your cart though, but uh, it's an engine raffle. So you'll be given an engine to compete in, in those two categories. Uh, all the other categories will be uh, dr- competitors uh, providing their own equipment to compete. Uh, senior max, however, will have two tickets available. So first and second at the event, will earn tickets to the Rotax Grand Finals. Uh, winners in Masters, Junior, Mini, and Micro will all be uh, able to earn a ticket to uh, to Portugal next month. Uh, event begins on Friday, December 11th, with official practice day. Uh, will be followed up throughout the next two days with qualifying three rounds of heat races, a pre-final and final over Saturday and Sunday. We'll stick with the Rotax uh, brand here as we discuss uh, more news that came out on the EKN homepage. Uh, David, the Rotax Trophy East Series has been established. They gave us kind of a 2021 outline uh, on uh, what will be a first of three series that will be confirmed for 2021. But that Rotax Trophy East program building off, it was a really kind of a successful program of the three events they had in the Northeast here in 2020. Again, yeah, their focus again is at the the grassroots, the regional level, and the uh, the Trophy East series did a did a phenomenal job in two in two thousand and twenty with uh, three solid events at three, you know, pretty good club programs, uh, including OVRP, United Karting, and I believe the Lafayette uh, Motorsports yeah. Park as well too. So uh, the program now is moving to four events for the twenty twenty one season. Uh, OVRP is going to open up things on May 7th through the 9th with the United Karting Facility in Baltimore on June 9th through 11th. Um, the, fi- the, the final two events uh, locations are yet to be determined, but the dates are confirmed uh, June 25th through the 27th, along with July 16th through the 17th. So a solid four months of Rotax or three months of Rotax racing for four events, all battling for what will be confirmed later but we're going to assume they've already said Rotax Grand Final tickets for 2021 will be up for grabs throughout the series. And the thing, David, with the Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals tickets, you, you got to get that, that's why the season finishes a bit earlier, right? Because you got to get that done. You want to get these guys done, uh, find out who's going to be get the tickets, then all the work that needs to be done, of course, then to be able to go wherever it's going to be uh, when we're talking about the 2022 race, or I guess it'll be the, the second 2021 race because the 2020 race 
next week as you uh, next month as you had said in Portugal. We'll see when the uh, the 2021 race ends up. Uh, I got hey, I got a question for you, Dave. A little trivia. I want to see if you if you got Uh-oh. this. I think I'm I think I'm right on this. You mentioned you mentioned uh, Rotax being part of the kind of the debut of tag when the first tag program came over here with uh, with Tom Argy and rolled in. Do you remember who the first winner of the Rock Island Grand Prix was on a Rotex? Was it, was it, it had to have been 2004, my first year there. If we're, if we're doing that year, uh, I believe the driver's name was Jim Cassie. You got it. Win a, win a chicken yeah. dinner. Good for you. Yeah. That was nice. my first Rock Island Grand Prix. Well, good for you, Jim Cassie. Yeah. On a Burrell, I think it was too. That's uh, dude. That's solid. Yeah, because in two year, two years after that, I would think in two thousand and six was when Martin Pierce came over on the wild cart and dom- dominated everybody on the Rotax engine there. So that's exactly right. But Jim, and that tag was a smaller class. That remember it was I think maybe there was only fifteen carts or something like that because it was so brand new. Well, I think Rotax and I think Rotax had its own class a couple of years before that before it opened up to just tag. I don't know about because that. Jordan Musser know. and Chris Jennings, I believe one of the first years they went up there was in the Rotax only category. Well, let's be real. You're old. Jordan, you can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I'm old. I'm just saying, I'm just saying Jordan uh, Musser was the king of Rotax at that point. Yes. Correct. Went, you know, three or four straight championships, man. I was, he was a badass. You're right. And you may be right. There might've been a, a standalone. I'll have to go look at that. I'll go back and look at some of the results for sure. All right. Uh, another break in the action here. We come back. We've got, uh, we're going to talk Rock Cup USA. We're going to talk uh, FAA Karting World Championships. And we're going to wrap that next segment up with uh, a little information, little news from the World Karting Association. Lots more to come on this edition of This Week in Karting. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and Drive services to cart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10 throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to leadingedgemotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. 
Just like competitive carts, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to this edition of This Week in Karting, episode number 28. If you're driving to work right now or driving home, keep your eye on the road. Keep your ears open. Lots of great information coming here from David Cole, myself, Rob Haddon. Uh, David, Rock Cup USA, of course, coming off uh, the Rock the Rio event in in late October, which was obviously big for, for a lot of the teams in the sport. So to be able to get that race put together, pretty amazing. I'm actually working on a, an interview, a one-on-one interview right now with Garrett Potter to talk about the program, the Rock the Rio, and, and of course, um, uh, their plans for 2021. But a pretty, some pretty major news coming out of Rock Club Global first. Uh, on November 16th, day, just a couple of weeks ago, Rock Cup announcing a new tire. We had heard that Bridgestone was kind of shutting down their cart tire program. Those heavily invested or at least locked into the Bridgestone program are like, hey, we got to make some moves. Rock Cup Global making the move to a LeConte brand or to the LeConte tire program with a newly branded Levanto tire, the Levanto KRT. So they got their own brand on the tire coming from LeConte. And then the next day, Rock Cup USA confirming their switch to Levanto as well. Yeah, it's it's exciting news uh, because of the fact that Bridgestone Tires, that has been primarily used for the Rock Cup program, is uh, discontinuing by the end of, I believe it was the 2021 season. So by 2022, uh, anybody using Bridgestone Tires was going to have to be on something new. Well, Rock Cup and, and Vortex has stepped up to the uh, to the plate early and decided to uh, to release this new tire for the 2021 season. As you said, Rock, Rock Cup Global uh, announcing uh, the new tire and new compound for the 2021 season, and then Rock Cup USA confirming the switch for the uh, uh, upcoming uh, 2021 season. And that includes uh, programs that we're going to be interested in during the winter months, Challenging the Americas, along with Florida Winter Tour. And we talked about that with Andy Saisman during our primetime happy hour with the Howden show uh, that we did just last week, David, the fact that uh, Challenge of the America is moving to the new Levanto tire. And, you know, you discussed it with him about the fact that uh, the sizes are pretty much locked in and the same compound as well for all the tires, all the categories. Mike, we're all the way to shifter card, the same compound. Yeah, that's something that was different with the, with the Bridgestone tire, obviously, because, uh, um, you had the uh, harder tire for the 100 cc categories, along with micro and mini, uh, yeah. and then the softer tire for the uh, for the other categories and shifter div- divisions as well too. So uh, so now from across the board, from micro all the way up to shifter, it'll all be the same compound, but uh, obviously different sizes for depending on the different categories. So that's that's something that's going to be new and something we'll we'll you know we're not very used to seeing that. Um, uh, I think in the past, maybe the tire compounds were, were the same across the board, uh, but 
over the last decade, I would say it's always kind of been a little bit harder for the slower categories and a little bit softer for the faster quarries. Uh, Makes sense to me. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And, and Andy said that too, right? He said once we get it on the racetrack, we're going to be able to do a lot of a lot of testing and a lot of uh, kind of market understanding and market. Uh, yeah, again, data. Surveying. They'll have the data to yeah. uh, to support yeah. a change or or to uh, to stick with what they have. So, uh, but one thing they will be sticking with is uh, yeah. Bridgestone rain tires. So that is still going to be uh, with Rock Cup USA. That's still going to be the tire uh, utilized for uh, for wet conditions. David, during the commercial, uh, you went back and looked at your spreadsheet, didn't you? I did. <laughs> what? Give me, you dick. Uh, all right, give me the give, give me the give me the Rock Island Grand Prix Rotax update. Was a Ro, was a Rotax? There right? was a Rotax Senior Only category from 2000 to 2002. You'll never guess who was the inaugural winner. You'll never guess this. And he, I will, I'll give you a hint though. He's won at Rock Island multiple times. In Rotax. Rotax Senior in 2000. Rotex Senior. Quit trying to Google it. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you know what? I'll, I'll just throw something like, like a guy like what? Like Dan Rowe or somebody like that. No. No, no. but it is shifter related. It's shifter related. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Because uh, Dan Rowe did win in shifters, but uh, yeah, not in a Rotex. I know he did. I am um, <laughs> literally just looking out the window right now trying to see if something comes to my head. I don't know. Tell me. I'm excited. Kyle Wiegand. Kyle Wiegand. It was his wow. first right. win at the Rock Island. Dan Rowe actually won that year in 80 shifter. 80 shifter, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Rotax right. winners in the Rotax senior only category. Kyle yep. Wiegand, Tim Limbaugh. Tim Lobaugh, who uh, was yeah. the inaugural winner at the uh, Rotax Grand Nationals, I believe. He was, yeah. And then Jordan Musser winning in 20, uh, 2002. So that was 2000, 2001, 2002. Yep. Damn. And then, oh, so go. Tag Good Senior job. opened up to 2003 to, uh, and you will you should know who won 2003. Fellow Canadian. A fellow Canadian. Yes. One and two. Who came down in two thousand three to win? It, it, ha- it could have been a Rotax, but or it could have been something different because I wasn't there in oh. two thousand three. Oh, all right. Um, I don't know. I let's do it. Honestly, I honestly don't know. Well, we drank it on New Year's Eve. Uh, uh, Matt Champagne. Oh, Matt Champagne. <laughs> Good for you. Dude, I like the, I like the references though. Well, I don't, I see that. I know who Matt Champagne is, but I don't think I've really gotten to know him, but he did. Oh my God. One tags, the the inaugural tag senior. So I'm not sure what engine package he was on that, that event. So yeah, I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you right now. I I know. Well, listen, I covered, I, I, I covered Matt's racing from when (laughs) I started uh, because he was a, he was a WK oval pavement oval guy for a long time. His dad, Andre owned hurricane racing which became the MBA importer for many, many years. Um, yeah, he, he was actually, he was, ended up being a super pro driver in the Supercar USA Pro Tour. Matt was a very, very, very talented young driver for sure. And just didn't, uh, I think he tried to make the move to cars briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like everybody else, you kind of run out of money at one we'll, point. We'll have to Facebook message him to what he was racing in 2003. I, at Rock I Rock. will. We'll go back and look at that for sure. Or I'll pull, pull out a, uh, an issue of uh, Shift to Card Illustrated magazine. It might be in there. It might not. Though. We, we might have been just covering the shifters at that point. We didn't. We hadn't made the move to supercarts. Right, that uh, was 2004 right. when we had Jim yeah. Cassie winning on the Rotax. Yeah. There you go, on the cover. On now the cover we've gone full circle. That's it. <laughs> Boom! Back to the next one. Let's go. Hey, let's go to Europe. 
David, obviously one of the things that we were able to watch was uh, FIA karting was able to get the world championships in the books in, in Portugal. And a couple of drivers uh, winning the championships in the OK and OK Junior class that we've seen run over here on the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, uh, which, I, which I thought was pretty cool to, to, to see as well. Talk about the, the two winners uh, at the, the World Championships. Yeah, it was an, a very interesting uh, World Championship for 2020. We'll just kind of quick go over yeah. what happened because originally it was scheduled for Brazil. And then COVID-19 hit. Indeed. They had to uh, reschedule it. They moved it to uh, Porto Maio, Portugal, where we were at. And we actually left eight years ago there uh, for the uh, Rotax <laughs> Grand Finals on today. So uh, we did. We yeah, talked about still, that you, a little you, bit ago. Are you feeling better yet? <laughs> I don't think I've recovered from that <laughs> weekend. That's all thanks to, uh, to Kevin Ads and, and Andy Saisman. Yep. So uh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. But we all did right, so we did back. come up with a, my memoir title. So that's great. We did. That. We did. Most, uh, most definitely. All right. Let's, so, so uh, the event uh, moved to that location. Uh, yep. And I believe it was a weekend later than what it was originally scheduled for. So uh, because it actually was on the same weekend now as the Rock the Rio weekend. So we were kind of watching both events uh, throughout the weekend. It made for a busy, uh, busy weekend of watching karting. Uh, so yeah, so Porto Mayo, Portugal, kind of a, uh, an ocean town right on the coast there and, uh, brought a lot of rain on Sunday. That was, uh, kind of in the forecast throughout the weekend. We talked to Connor Zillage prior to the event. Uh, they knew rain was going to probably going to be there. So, and it did for the main events. So provided some interesting scenarios, uh, for the world championships to occur, uh, in the okay division, uh, red flag on the opening circuit, uh, involving Italian Andrea uh, Kimi Antonelli, who uh, was the uh, double Scusa Winter Series champion. Uh, so red flag came out for him, and I believe it was a broken leg that he suffered uh, during the incident. So uh, we do wish him uh, well in his recovery. Uh, but essentially the main event, Bradshaw, uh, Colin Bradshaw, took uh, over Bradshaw. Yeah. The, uh, the lead uh, right from the start and dominated after the restart to, uh, to claim his first world title with uh tony cart uh talk a little bit a little bit of the u the u.s <laughs> contingent running in the okay class as well so in the okay category oh i got it mixed up uh in the okay category we had uh two two usa drivers we had rsu yep. medjian racing with cart republic and uh cole morgan uh racing with i believe was the ricky flynn no ward racing was with board racing i think i was gonna say i yeah. think it was with board so uh neither were able to uh to qualify for the main event numejian actually was uh one of the quick drivers uh throughout the weekend just didn't quite get the luck through the heat races was a uh, a top 15 finisher the weekend before at the uh, champions of the future event uh just wasn't able to translate it during the world championship weekend but uh, certainly a great performance by him overall and, and again cole morgan was was there just uh, taking in the experience and, and getting used to what I think believe will be uh, a, a season of racing over in Europe for 2021. Uh, moving over to the, meant, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, just going to mention the fact that you, know, you talked about Callum Bradshaw. Good for him winning that uh, winning the, the championship there, the world championship in OK. Uh, but again, it. The cool factor is Freddie Slater. So, so both these guys, Slater in the OK Junior category, won the Scusa Pro Tour Championship back in 2019. But we had a chance to have Callum Bradshaw over here for quite a bit as well when he ran for CRG Nordam and the CRG Correct. Factory team. So a couple of drivers that we really got a chance to watch race a ton, able to get some big success. So I'll, I'll let you move into OK Junior. Yeah, it was. Re it's really cool to kind of know who these drivers were because yeah. normally we we never see uh, many of the European drivers or world drivers uh, coming over to the United States to uh, to compete, but ironically, both of these drivers 
raced at the, uh, the Scusa pro tour, both, I think in two, well, at least for sure, 2019 was Slater. And I believe it was 2018 that we saw Bradshaw coming over and racing, yeah. uh, with the uh, CRG Nordam all throughout the season. Uh, but, uh, okay. Junior. Yeah. It was kind of one of the, uh, wild finishes that you could see in a, in a karting event. Uh, Slater jumped out to a pretty solid lead, but was run down by Arvid Lindbald, uh, both drivers from the great Britain area. So we know, uh, how they love to race in the rain up there. Uh, amazing last lap with Arvid able to close in. And, uh, the two kind of went back and forth corner after corner, slamming yeah. side pods through the last corner and ended up being a photo finish. <laughs> 75 thousandths of a second decided by uh, the victory with uh, Slater scoring the uh, the world championship. Yeah, pretty cool. I remember uh, us being up on on our tower at Utah with the, the Slater family was up there watching uh, both Freddie and Alfie. That was really cool. So good good for the Slater family and good for Freddie for getting that uh, that world championship. And it'll just be uh, something that I think will springboard him into the 2021 season. Uh, David, it's three Americans racing in that the OK Junior class as well. Correct. We had uh, the European champion, champion with uh, Ugo Uchukwu and uh, the FIA Academy champion with Connor Zillage, both drivers making the main event, uh, both having uh, different experiences throughout the uh, the heat races. Zillage, <clears throat> excuse me, making his way up uh, through after a, a challenge and qualifying to uh, to be able to make the main event. Uh, ended up finishing 27th, uh, was involved in uh, an opening corner wreck. As we, me and you know from, from the racetrack, it's a very fast first corner. And uh, in the wet conditions uh, prompted a, uh, a, a pretty massive wreck from midway point of the field all the way back. Um, Ugo would just was not quite quick as he normally is uh, in the in the wet. Uh, ended up finishing eighth, just uh, was never really in the hunt once the green flag waved. So uh, kind of an uncharacteristic uh, performance in the main event, but still an eighth place performance by him. Uh, and we'll see uh, what the 2021 season uh, provides for him. Uh, David, let's wrap up this segment of this weekend carding, <laughs> talking about the WKA World Carding Association, uh, a realignment of the districts. The uh, the WK trustees, of which you were one at one point, voted to realign the districts. You've obviously spent a lot of time in that office with the, with the trustees and the board of directors meetings. Uh, give us a scoop on what the what the world. Uh, Carding Association has done for 2021. It was only three years, Rob. It was it was not a lifetime, but it, it, it felt like a lifetime. lifetime. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, um, it's uh, yeah. So th- essentially, what it is is the uh, the World Carding Association, which was founded in the early 70s, uh, essentially had established districts to uh, to help uh, build out the board of trustees and and help make decisions on uh, what happens with the. Uh, the member-owned organization, and uh, as far back as I can recall, I believe it started with ten. But I'd have to go back and look at at some of the books. But as far as I recall, from from the, over the last twenty years, it's been ten districts that have been uh, deciding uh, how the uh, the United States is broken up, and now the uh, the trustees that are currently there decided to uh, to kind of reconsolidate it and uh, make it eight trustees. Uh, in eight districts that uh, will will kind of uh, make the decisions and kind of guide the uh, the organization for the future. Uh, essentially, what it did was combined uh, District 1 and District 10 into one district, along with District 8 and District 9 combined into its own district, along with shuffling of a few of the states 
moving from one district to another, including uh, Michigan, which is now bunched in with Wisconsin and Illinois, where previously we were with Ohio. So uh, so a little bit of shakeup in the way the uh, the districts are kind of mapped out. Uh, I think the only thing that stayed the same was, I think, the Carolina. I think that was the only one that was unchanged and, and stayed the same. But uh, either way, it'll be interesting to see how uh, organization moves forward with just eight trustees now. Uh, I think that was one of the main issues was not being able to get enough people to to be a trustee. That's uh, something I when I was there, uh, let's see, I think it's been now almost three years now. Uh, it was trying to get people to volunteer because, again, the trustee is a volunteer ship. Uh, you yeah. don't get paid. You do get paid for some travel expenses and, and this and that, but uh, or reimbursed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a volunteer program still aside from, from some of the paid employees that work for the organization. So it's, I, I like the move because it, it, it then there's less em- emphasis on trying to find more volunteers because we were always, I think one or two short when I was even in office a couple of years ago. So, well, yeah, again, it's, we're, this the shift of the sport, right? A lot of people, you know, even corner workers, whatever it may be, it's, it's a paid position. A lot of them are now, and it's always hard to get somebody who, uh, who is is a volunteer and maybe not involved in the industry side too. That's one of the things that's it's kind of good to get someone who's not you know, a shop owner or whatever as part of it. But the bottom line is WK making a move to kind of realign things, pressing the reset button, and hopefully that will provide them with uh, what they're looking for in 2021. One more break in the action, folks. We're going to cap things off when David and I get back. We're just going to kind of roll through as we always do. Fill you in on, on on the editorial that's been on the website for the last month. We'll talk about the podcasts that are now available, what we've had on the ECAN Radio Network, and we'll fill you in on what's coming up in the next month here on eCardingNews.com. Stay with us. We will cap it all off after this break. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis, 180 horsepower, and a paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung on the road to Indy. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible training machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Dallara IL-15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2020 IndyCar Series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. Former carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Joseph Newgarden, Pato O'Ward, Connor Daly, Zach Beach, Jack Harvey, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, Charlie Kimball, Renus VK, and 2019 Indy Lights champion Oliver Askew. Racing karting graduates like Kyle Kirkwood and Braden Eads are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Experience and passion. That's what led to the launch of AMAX Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began AMAX Racing in 2015, 
expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for drivers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top-level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the AMAX Racing family at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and local events around the Indianapolis area. The operation is also set to compete at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals later this season. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. AMAX Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, episode number 28 of This Week in Karting. It's December the 2nd. Big thank you to AMAX Racing for being our presenting sponsor uh, of this particular podcast. David, uh, uh, cranking out a ton of editorial. That's one of the things we do with eCarding News, not, not only video-wise, audio-wise here on the podcast, but just a lot of written stuff as well. We had race reports. We had columns. We had product spotlights. We had industry insiders. You pulled out. You pulled out a way back Wednesday as well. We just had a lot of stuff that uh, we rolled out editorially. Yes, we did. We uh, again. That's been our kind of focus since March is is making sure we we keep our uh, editorial schedule busy and full, uh, and we continue to do that. Uh, we we kind of introduced a little bit to uh, the karting community, uh, Amax Racing, uh, with our industry insider. That was one of the the uh, the content that we. Uh, Put out over the last month. Uh, great to uh, to get to know the the Maxwell family that is behind the Amax Racing out of Indianapolis. Uh, a unique and uh, and uh, unique story and 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 program that they're doing. They're focused mainly on anybody who wants to be part of their family. Uh, essentially, is what it yeah. what it boils down to. No matter the chassis brand that you're on, no matter your experience, it's you know they're there to to help continue to to promote or not promote, but progress you as a driver it's really focused on driver development not you know making sure you're on this brand of chassis or or do going to this race these races but uh, more on just developing drivers uh however they want to be developed and uh, it's yeah they got of, a big uh, a big a big crew going to the opening round of the uh, the wk program at daytona mm-hmm. cart week as well we talked about daytona i mean about wk and, and their change of the districts obviously they're getting things really rolling in december starting off the 2021 season uh man cup uh road race uh, dirt oval events all at daytona international speedway and i know i think it's 18 different uh um 18 different drivers joining amax down there uh, I actually wrote a morning coffee column. It's been a while since I've been able to pen one of those, but with the uh, cancellation of the Supercard USA Super Nationals and us coming through November to the end, I was able to put, uh, put together a quick little column, just how I was feeling about having a November without Christmas, as I said, because I love the Super Nationals so much. Uh, David, you also put together a, par- a product spotlight for Precision Carding Technologies, one of our great EKN partners, uh, talking about their 206, Briggs 206 motor mount. Yeah, a new product that they've developed, and uh, I actually got the honor of racing with one in October with uh, LSR Motorsports on their CRG uh, at the Cup Cards North America Grand Nationals. Uh, so got to uh, experience the product firsthand, and uh, PKT does an amazing job with all the products they produce, and and this is this is just like all the rest of them with uh, 
uh, different unique uh, aspects to uh, to the motor mount, providing uh, ample cooling system along with uh, the ability to uh, to promote uh, ability to mount the uh, engine on any different type of chassis that you may have. So uh, uh, again, a, uh, another unique and uh, and uh, quality product produced by PKT. You pulled out a, a way back Wednesday as well. It made me feel a little bit old, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> 1998 FMK FIA North American Karting Championships uh, in in that show where you talk about 22 years ago at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was the 22nd anniversary of Gianluco Beggio winning the uh, uh, the Formula C World Championship, his fourth straight, uh, and when it was running for Burrell that, that weekend, it was actually part of, I think, I want to say the very first issue of Shift for Card Illustrated. I think we had the coverage. Correct. In that particular, it might have been issue two. Actually. No, it, it, been, was, it was. It was in whatever had Elliot on the cover. That was issue two. Okay, sorry. that was issue two. Issue. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Michael Valiente was cover one, so issue number two. And I remember being there for that. I actually have a picture I haven't posted yet, which I thought was hilarious. And I'm going to put it up. It's uh, it's it's uh, Beggio actually on the payphone calling back to Italy to tell people that he's won. Yes, because that, of course, no, no social media, no, no cell phones. Nope. He had to like, had to do a collect call or something probably <laughs> on the phone what? inside the garage area at the Charlotte Motor well, Speedway. If a payphone doesn't make you feel old, I was a, I was my second year at uh, Western Michigan University, so that's how long. Uh, ago it was. Good for you. I was thirty years old. Just started my own <laughs> magazine. That's good stuff. Uh, Phil Giebler actually was a double winner in the Formula A category, David. And if you look at the uh, results from that race, I know you pulled a lot of those out. Man, there was some pretty uh, pretty impressive guys in that field. Yeah, if you go to our uh, results section of the website, you can uh, you can see the uh, the magazine PDFs that we put up for uh, World Karting Magazine, along with uh, Shifter Kart Illustrated at that time as well too. But then you can see also the results of all the events and see some of the names that were there. Uh, some guy named Fernando Alonso was in in the never field. Heard never heard of him. <laughs> Uh, and, and many others that were that were there as well too. So uh, Matt, uh, Matt Jaskell in the Jika category, uh, you know, a number of different names nice. that were there. Even though we weren't at the track for these particular events, folks, we had three race reports up on the website as well. You can go back and check out on eCarding News the FIA Karting World Championships, the Rock the Rio event, and the IKF International Kart Federation Sprint Grand Nationals were able to go in the books, and and that was a solid event in, on the West Coast as well. All those race reports up on the uh, the website. Uh, David, let's jump into uh, kind of a review of our EKN podcast. These are the uh, the podcasts that uh, have been turned. Obviously, everything we put on eCardi News in the EKN Radio Network first, then we turn stuff into podcasts. They're available on EKN on the page, uh, ecardinews.com slash podcast, or through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. You can subscribe to any of those podcasts. If you do, please give us a review on that platform. But David, you were able to crank out a couple of podcasts uh, to get up there, a number of podcasts actually, to uh, make available to our followers. Yeah, we updated the uh, all our feeds so uh, everybody's able to uh, to download and listen anytime they want to to uh, all the recent podcasts that we've done over the last month, including our last episode of This Week in Carding, uh, episode 27, which was recorded at the end of October. Uh, all the face-to-face programs that we did throughout the, the last month, including the Connor Zillage interview, uh, all three episodes of our Mazda Motorsports shootout uh, preview, uh, talking with the nine different drivers that joined Connor Zillage uh, at the uh, Road Atlanta shootout. And along with the uh, the face-to-face that you conducted with uh, GFC Karting and the Track Magic crew with uh, Gary Carlton, 
Oliver Askew and uh, Jason Lapointe. So uh, that was fun. All did, yeah, fun it was a good uh, yeah. it was a good show to uh, watch. One of the longer face to face, not quite the longest that uh, that uh, uh, I believe right. will be is. I think it's on. I think I've got that one. I forgot to add that one. The, uh, well, let's, the Andy let's talk about that, because, Yeah, hold on. Yeah, let's talk about that because we, we've got some, we got a lot more stuff going up on the ECAN Radio Network. If, folks, if you're listening to this on a podcast and haven't downloaded the ECAN Radio Network app yet, that's the that's the first opportunity to listen to all of our content. So you download the ECAN Radio app. All you got to do is tap it, and it's always live, 24-7, seven days a week, carding content. David, I know that uh, you, you've been streaming. Our, this particular episode of This Week in Carding is going to be on. This week, you've got the face-to-face with the two Mazda Motorsports shootout winners, Bryson Morris and Alex Berg. You've got more rewinds, more face-to-faces coming. Are you going to get the happy hour up there? It depends on which ones you want. Uh, we have some old ones. That you're, the good boss. You're, the, you're the station I, well, manager. Well, like I said, we got uh, – I believe we've gotten three of our old, old happy hours with Howden's already on podcast nice. form and played on the ECAN Radio Network uh, we could do the Smurfs one that, uh, that we talked about earlier in the show that was, I like that idea. was taped then. Uh, but yes, also the the longest face to face that we had was with Andy Saisman and Sean Beard. That is available in podcast form as well too. So that's already played on the Ecan Radio Network and is available in podcast. Well, you can always like, the great thing is you can put all those all that content you can get up on the radio network over the next uh, couple of weeks as well. What is coming up on eCardingNews.com, Dave? What are you working on? I'll tell you what I'm working on, and we'll uh, we'll let people know what they can expect to see coming uh, uh, down the down the line. Well, of course, still t- announcements regarding the 2021 season. We're getting yep. you know regional and and other program schedules that are going to be coming in. Uh, both from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast, down South and, and North, including news from Canada that we still continue to uh, to receive. Uh, obviously, it's going to be another, what, five months before they're on track again up there, but uh, that's, that's, just how, that's just how it is. Um, we also have, uh, we'll have the final edition of the 2020 ECAN driver rankings that will be coming up uh, in the next uh, two weeks, along with our November driver of the month. So, uh Watch for a number of those articles coming up. Hey, let's let's go back to the 2020 ECAN driver rankings because I know that you're going to be doing all the you know getting all the information. And of course, people don't understand how much effort and time you put in having to plug every result of all our major races into that spreadsheet, and then you know get, obviously all it spits it out the other end. But what's I think it's going to be really interesting seeing how it shakes down. There was a Rock the Rio, but there wasn't a Super Nationals. And for those of you who don't know about the ECAN driver rankings, it takes your best results from the last calendar year to a certain extent. So 2019 Super Nationals will be dropping off. It'll be an interesting way to see how things shake down for that, David. Yeah, a lot of drivers uh, that were still counting or included a uh, Super Nationals uh, result up into, you know, from our last uh, release of it, I believe in October. they're not going to, they can't, they couldn't replace it. Uh, so that'll yeah. be a, a big factor into uh, looking at how the, uh, the final standings for 2020 shake out. But again, people were able to, uh, to improve at say rock the Rio and uh, could possibly, uh, you know, shock the world or, or move up into, uh, into the top 10 when previously they weren't. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, yes, how both in the shifter category and tag, uh, how the uh, the top 10 shapes up after what is a, obviously a crazy 2020 season. 
Well, this is the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the website real quick here. Obviously, we're recording this deal, and I, I just, I want to go in. I want to try to figure out where uh, Oliver Askew is going to tag in. Well, I mean, it's only one race, so it, yeah. He does, he's not going to move up a massive amount uh, of positions, but uh, I mean, he'll have probably one of the highest uh, point totals. He'll have the highest point total for just one race, so that'll be. So you got to figure it's going to be, you know, can can well, here you, when, you, when here you, you factor go. in the field size and and the and yeah. the and that it'll probably be like a, like around eleven hundred points. Yeah, Danny Formal had a thousand ninety six points for winning last year, and I don't think the field was quite as big. So look at him at yeah. maybe eleven hundred points. Where's Oliver asking you to be ranked? Next, let me scroll up here. Eleven hundred points would put him in the 96th position. Yeah, so Rangers. top 100 shifter driver of, of, of North America. So. <laughs> North America. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, November driver of the month, as you had said, I'm working on an interview, uh, a one-on-one interview with Garrett Potter. I also sent uh, uh, some questions off to Tom Kutcher from Supercarts USA. Of course, both of those organizations getting rolling with their winter programs um, in, in January. So we'll look to get a couple of one-on-one articles rolling as well. So more stuff coming, David, uh, a lot coming down the pipe, because really, uh, as I look at my schedule right now, this is kind of, uh, I, I have a month, maybe a month, uh, say five weeks until I'm back trackside for the Scusa Winter Series race at Homestead. So, you know, people always say to me, hey, is it your off season now? Can you take a breather? And I almost, I, I keep telling them, I go, we don't lift off the throttle. If, if not, even more. I, we put our heads down and, and do even more in the off season because there's so much stuff for us to do to line things up for 2021. Yeah, it's the opposite of you at Rock Island. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, there's no taking our time. You know what I do at Rock Island that um, you don't do? Uh, I finish. Wow. Yeah, I finished. I finished. I finished, I finished all, four, all three races in 2020. Or, yeah, uh, 2019. Yeah. That's because you were still thinking about your bruise and your damage to your leg from the year before when you didn't finish. Hey, it's life-changing, man. It is life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's cap this thing off. Yep. Uh, good podcast. A lot of great stuff going on. Thank you so much for tuning in to the, uh, this week in Carding Show. David, any final words? Uh, what we got to do rolling through to Christmas? Yeah, we'll try and get one of these before uh, before Christmas, maybe. Yeah. Uh, or at least uh, sure. maybe during the... Uh, Christmas New Year's break because uh, we won't be trackside in Daytona. So uh, maybe we'll do a show during that uh, or that uh, that time period. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, hopefully we'll get another one of these out there. Uh, and again, watch for uh, more of our face to face and other shows that uh, we'll be. Talking yeah. About. yeah, lots and lots coming on the EK and YouTube channel, folks. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, we just topped 1000 subscribers. Let's see if we keep can't keep pushing that forward. Uh, and as always, feel free to drop us a DM, email, DM at any one of our uh, of our uh, social media platforms. If you have somebody you think is a really cool story in the sport of karting, and maybe they deserve an opportunity to do a face-to-face or something like that with us, uh, give us a story that we want to cover. We'd love that. Uh, human interest stuff is what we're all about. So uh, do us a favor and, and fill us in on, on maybe one of the cooler stories that you have in your region or at your club. Uh, we do thank you for joining us here on This Week in Karting. Big shout out to AMAX Racing, our presenting sponsor for today's uh, podcast as well. And again, download the ECAN Radio Network app, subscribe to the ECAN YouTube channel, follow us on all our, our uh, social media platforms. Thank you so much, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Book it.